Welcome. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is Jazz Just the Way We Like It. Jazz Just the Way We Like It is my weekly podcast, playing those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I grew up on and learned to love, and here I am playing them for your enjoyment. And also to introduce a younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. I'm here in the studio with my good friend Lawrence Williams. Larry, how you doing, brother? All right, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm glad to have you here. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we start, man, uh, I read an article in the Daily News of all places, and it was titled, A Hairstyle is Not a Civil Right. right. And it was about a young lady who applied for a job in 2010, and she was told she would have to cut her dreadlocks to comply with a dress code that required a professional image. Instead, she sued, claiming that her hair was a central part of her racial identity. However, the courts did not support that decision, uh, and she lost. Uh, What do you think, Larry? I don't know. I have uh, personal experience with that. Uh, back in 1968, uh, I was working for East River Savings Bank, and my manager asked me to cut my hair down, um, and I had a pretty large afro at the time. So I cut it down, <coughs> and when I thought I cut it down, he said, that's not good enough. He said, you need to cut more. And I said, okay. I quit. And I quit without having another job, and that was back in 1968. And, uh, and, w- and I went on to uh, uh, Chemical Bank at that time, which accepted my hair at the length that it was. So, <clears throat> like I said, I've had that personal experience where a boss felt like um, my hairstyle was not um, according to dress code. And I tried to comply, and he... And it still wasn't good enough. And, you know, that back in, in the 60s, that's when we first started with the Afro. So as a white man, I guess he wasn't used to, you know, the natural hairstyle as one thing. And for it to be that long is another thing. So I, I see that point of view. And I also see it from the point of you have a corporate image. And what's a corporate image is maybe like short cut hair. So if we allow to wear our hair the way that we naturally grow it, then the guys that are who want to wear their hair long as well should be able to do the same thing. Uh, I mean, when I say the guys, when I, what I mean by that is the, uh, the white men that would like to wear their hair long, they should be able to do the same thing. So what happens with that is that it doesn't, the, the people become individuals, more individual than what they would be normally, I think. So, uh, <clears throat> corporation wants you to look a certain way. Certain image. Yeah, there's a certain image. There's a certain brand. Yeah. You know, so that's it's. I feel kind of you know, as a boss, I would feel one way. Sure. As an individual, I feel feel another way. way. Yeah. I didn't realize you had that experience, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, this article went on to say that the uh, Commission on Human Rights recently announced that it will protect the rights of New Yorkers to maintain natural hair, 
or hairstyles that are closely associated with their racial, ethnic, and cultural identity. Wow, that's kind of... What hairstyle is associated with a racial, ethnic, and cultural identity? Uh, I, I, I agree with you, man. This is a, a, a not an easy one. You got to give it some thought because you might be opening up Pandora, Pandora's box. Um, okay, man. I thought we'll discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> I went on. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Good. That was good, man. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, wow. Uh, so much with this. Uh, I mean, race is, is is back on the table. Yeah. It never went away, but at least in terms of uh, mainstream America, it's back on the table. Uh, uh, but for most of us, it's always been here. Well, you know, I like to start the show off with a song that, uh, either a song of social justice, social issues, or protest, something like that. And I like to pull from the past. Here's one, man. That's, and it's not jazz, folks, but that's okay. It's a goodie. It's uh, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. And you listen to some of the words of this, and it still holds up today. Uh, here's Marvin Gaye. Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you. You know we've got to find a way To bring some loving here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer For only love Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Some understanding here today. Oh, 
Marvin Gaye, 1971. What's going on? Oh, man. Larry, what do you think? Oh, man. man. Marvin is, I mean, he's just, he's too much. He's just, he's just a great, great singer. And then for him to get political in the song, I didn't yeah. realize that was really a, a you flip. know, you know, I was just always listening to the, the yeah. beat and the yeah. music and wasn't really listening to the lyrics. And today I really find yeah. out that, that's a really deep song because it goes yeah. into a lot of different things that are really happening today, as as you did, as you did earlier with the article about the hair being too long. You know, yeah. oh yeah, and that's, that's pertinent. You know, like it's very pertinent today. So that really, came out in '71, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, that was, I think that was Motown's first really political song that, that right. they put out. They're probably right. Uh, but that was a time, man. That was a time of Richard Nixon, Vietnam, drugs, poverty, man. All the stuff was going on. You remember the time, man. You know, I think that's why I look at what's going on today, Democrat, Republican, uh, Trump versus, you know, the left. Uh, and I sort of say, well, I sp- I've seen this split in this country before, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It's that this is not something new. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't really get that excited about Trump, you know, Trump is the new Nixon to me. Yeah, they, you know, that's a good way of putting it. You know, he's just the new Nixon. That's all it is. He's just yeah. got a different, different twist on it. He's total, his total disregard for law, and you know, yeah. total disregard for being honest. Um, so, you know, he wants to do things his way. He, he wants, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, he's blatant with his stuff. Whereas maybe Nixon was a little tricky with his stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's basically the same thing. What they call him, Tricky Dick? Tricky Dick was the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was something. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, but that was song. You're right, man. Now, we looked at that song kind of differently. It's funny how you can take a song, man, and listen to it in one context doing one time because that time sort of defined that's context. And then, then listen to it in a different time. And maybe it's your, your change in maturity, but also the change in the times to some extent. So, uh, yes, what's going on? Now, he asked that question in 71, man, and we can still ask that same question today. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, let's take it back a little, man, to 1961, man. You know this cat, Miles Davis, man. All righty. Uh, this is uh, one of my, I really like this song. It's Miles Davis. 
Someday my prince will come. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's see if we can get it started. Okay. Have a little technical problem, <laughs> I don't understand why it's not playing. Yeah. Well. No, I didn't do anything that I usually don't do, or maybe it is playing and we can't hear it. No, it's not playing. Okay, let me let me stop that. Well, folks, we got to come back to that. We'll we'll come back to that Miles Davis piece. In the meantime, that's uh, Roy Hayes. He's a jazz drummer, man. He did a piece in 1971 called Blues and Boogie. Larry, you got to listen to his solo on this, man. This man does it on this solo. And let's hope the volume is working on this. <laughs> Here we go, Roy Hayes, uh, Blue and Boogie. No, it's not. Okay. I'm not sure what happened, Larry. You? And I didn't. I didn't see you touch anything. No, no. You can't blame it on me this time. Uh, Yeah. For some some reason, folks, we're having a lot of technical problems. No, no. Yeah, that. Don't, don't turn it down. It was playing. We we played the first song, Larry. So don't. It's not that. It's something else. We didn't play the first song. Yeah, we play, played. Yeah. Yeah, we played Marvin Gaye. Uh, I'm not sure why this is. Oh man. Oh, Larry, I think I'm gonna have to not do this podcast. Thing. We had a good little thing there. Yeah. That was a good song, too. See what happens when you talk about Nixon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why, man. Let me see this one. Sarah. That's on, right? This is, I played Sarah Vaughn. Yeah, play. but this came on. Yeah. You didn't do anything, did you? No, I didn't touch anything. I just looked. Back on. I don't understand why. Yes, back on. This might have something to do with maybe the internet. Good. Miles Davis, someday my friends will come. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. Miles Davis, Someday My Prince Will Come, recorded in 1961. Of course, that's Miles on trumpet. Uh, Paul Chambers on bass. Jimmy Cobbs on drums. Wynton Kelly on piano. And John Coltrane on sax. But I think the first sax solo before John Coltrane played was Hank Mobley. I'm not absolutely sure on that, but I believe so. Wow, Coltrane brought that to life, but Miles is sweet. Larry. Yeah, I think so. I think like um, when the two of them get together, it was like it's like magic. Yeah, you know that, that, those that's classic right there. Oh yeah, Someday. that's classic Miles. Man. Yeah, that's classic right there, and that's trained before he went totally spiritual. Yeah, you know, on this album, man, kind of blue. Miles fired John Coltrane in 1960. But brought him back in 61 to do this. He came back, rather. I don't know if he brought him back or he showed Shut up. up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and they did that kind of blue album, man. Yeah, yeah. And man, that, that, that That's whole a beautiful, album. Yeah, yeah. That whole, smoked. Oh, that whole album is big. Yeah. Yeah, it changed the re- one of the albums that changed the direction of jazz. Uh, sorry for that mishap, folks, but we kept going and we endured because that's the way we do it. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what went wrong. So like stay around this long. Got to keep enduring. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm afraid to play this one, but I guess we'll see what happens. This is a Roy Hayes, Haynes, drummer man, jazz drummer on one called Blue and Boogie. I play a tune I used to like to play with Bird. And the title of this is Blue and Boogie. I think it was written by Dizzy Gillespie. And his but, solo, uh, man. I'm going to play a little drum solo. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Thank you. 
Yeah, man, he uh, he beat the heck out of them drums, brother. He, they reminded me of your brother. With your brother played with that same type of enthusiasm when he played. Oh yeah, yeah, brother John. Yeah, your brother John. Yes. Yeah, man, that was a hell of a solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Uh, let's get some voices in here, man. <clears throat> Here's an old piece, man. Uh, Sarah Vaughn and uh. Brooke Benton on a, oh, Joe, not Sarah, Sarah Vaughn and Joe Williams. I said Brooke Benton. I must have Brooke Benton on my mind. Sorry. Yes, okay. It's my mom. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, it's called I Believe. <laughs> No, that's not. This is, uh, it don't mean a thing. Don't mean a thing if it ain't got that to it. Do what, do what, do what, do what, do what, do what. It don't mean a thing. All we got to do is sing. Makes no difference if it's sweet or high. Just give that rhythm everything you got. It don't. If the rhythm does not swing, beat you, ba, beat you, do, ba, da, beat you, do, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da, do, 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 Do I do I do I 
Uh, that was a 1981 tribute to uh, Duke Ellington. That's uh, Sarah Vaughn and Joe Williams. I got the names mixed up, man, but uh, that was good, man. How you like that one, Larry? That was really good. <laughs> and, uh, Billy Taylor was on piano on that one. You see Billy Taylor yeah, in the background? Yeah, yeah, But to do that skit the way that they did it, oh, my God, they were having fun. They were yeah. back at each other, and uh, they were really enjoying, you know, they were really enjoying the, uh, doing this particular rendition. Uh, and tribute to uh, uh, Duke. Yeah, yeah, that was something, man. I don't remember that, but, well, hell, I don't remember a lot of things. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> that one either. I don't remember remember that happening either, but yeah. uh, that was really good. That yeah. was really good. Uh, let's play a piece by Coleman Hawkins, man. This is called Soul and Blues, or Soul Blues, Coleman Hawkins. <laughs> Okay. Do we have these problems again? No, I think uh, you turned it off and then you turned it back on. Yeah, it's on. Uh, okay, folks. Let's see what's going on here. Okay. We uh, may not be able to play that. So let's move over to... Uh, this is Oscar Peterson, and a very, this is like the most creative rendition I've heard of Summertime. Oscar Peterson.
That's the Oscar Peterson Trio, uh, Summertime, recorded in 1968. This version was recorded in Germany. How you like Oscar, uh, Larry? Oscar is, is just powerful when he, when, he, when he wants to play like that. He, he, him and McCoy have very strong hands, but at times they can be so light on the piano yeah, as well. Yeah. You know, uh, they can play very forceful, but they can also be, have like this lilting sound uh, that you know, just takes you, just drives you right into the music. Yeah. He recorded over 200 albums, man. Wow. He's, he's Canadian. Yeah, at that part I knew. I knew he was Canadian, yeah. and I won't hold that against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was a nice version of Summertime, you know? Uh, Gershwin must have liked that one. when He, he, had, to. <laughs> yeah, he, he had, had to. Yeah, he had to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Larry, here's a, an oldie, man. Now I finally got to Brooke Benton. Brooke Benton and Dinah Washington, I believe. This is an interesting combo. They made a, quite a few songs together. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's listen. See if we can get it to play. Is it playing, Larry? Not yet. Okay. Maybe it's it's the uh, the feed here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what can I tell you, folks? Sometimes it's like that. So we uh, well, it's almost that time, man. I'll try another. No, I don't want to try another version of that. No telling what's gonna play. Is that the same one? I believe. Yeah, that's the same one, but. I have no idea how that would uh, sound, this one here. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me as well. <laughs> I believe for every drop of rain that falls a flower grows I believe that somewhere in the darkest night a candle Smallest prayer 
Washington, I believe, recorded, I believe, in 1960, Larry. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, and I didn't realize how similar Brooke Benton's voice was to Nat King Cole. Oh, yeah. could, I could hear there's a little similarity in there. Yeah. You know, that baritone, it was like, oh, I never noticed that before. We got to play some Nat, maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, Nat is, yeah, well, Nat yeah. is a, you know, he was like a, a pioneer in television in terms of having the first African-American uh, mm-hmm. uh, variety show that was on. And he was on for a little while. After yeah, that. he yeah. was. We, yeah. He was a hell of a jazz player. Yeah, yeah. He, Piano that's player. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, we got we to gotta feature him, man. Uh, Ray Charles is another jazz guy that used to play jazz yeah. as well. We got to uh, uh, do some of that. Well, Larry... It's that time, brother. Okay, already. <laughs> time goes by fast, man. Yeah, sure we had some ever. clicks, some glinches. We had a little <laughs> bit of valleys, but we came through, man. <laughs> yeah. Larry, thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Thanks for that. You got to be here in the next one, man. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to any of my old podcasts, you can go to uh, public radio and just type in jazz just the way we like it. Should be about 46, 47 podcasts. Oh. All right. As always, peace and love.